What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners Podcast. Ergo Barracuda, as per usual, joined today by a guy who actually pulled me over on the side of the road. He had, like, some aviators on, and he asked me if I knew how fast I was going. And then I said, hey, do you want to come on our podcast later? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's Polar Bear Mike with a mustache. Oh, my cop? <laughs> I suppose... That's not fair. I suppose in this joke, that is uh, that is the joke. Yes, that you're. Oh, hey, buddy. You're a cop. Oh. I'm sorry that that's uh, that that's what it's time. gonna be. Um, time. Look, here's the deal. Sometimes I just know we need an easy week, oh. and so we're just gonna bring. And so I'm like, Yo, Mike, uh, come on the show so that you can say more nonsense than both of us combined. Mm-hmm. Um, and we then, said enough of it for a long time last it. week. Yeah, last week we were in a bit of a mood. I don't know if you listened to that one, uh, Mike, but it, uh, I did not get a chance to actually. Yeah, that's you know what? It's fine. That's fine actually. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, don't worry about fitting that one in if it doesn't fit in the schedule. You know, like that's how it be sometimes. Right. Um, no, it was uh, it was good, and everyone should watch, listen to all of our episodes all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very professional episodes. Yeah, they're really good. What do we do on the show again? Oh yeah, we talk about Smite. Um, oh yeah, we gotta do that. We do mm. have to do that legally, I think. Interesting week, I would say, uh, this week. We'll talk a little bit about, I want to get your guys' thoughts on the new god. Maybe not full patch notes. Um, mm. Maybe we talk oh, about yeah. those next week. Um, but instead we'll talk about the new god, uh, and then talk a little bit about SPL, which is where um, I think it makes some sense to start. Uh mm-hmm. Barry, you guys had a pretty big week this week. Um, you played the Kings and the Leviathans. Yeah, those are two good teams. Um, so in that sense, I would say that it's fair. Yeah, we definitely showed up for this weekend as well. We definitely played super well this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you did You did play pretty mm-hmm. well against the Kings, right? I think they just threw and then we won. Okay. Like... Okay, no offense to us, but both teams were playing pretty sloppy that set, I do believe. And then we just kind of won. And then kind of same thing happened to Leviathans. We just got stomped out all three games, but we just happened to win game one. Yeah, but Barrow, when you say no offense to us, shouldn't it have been no offense to, like, the Kings? or? Oh. No, like, full offense there, but okay. no offense to us. Okay, no offense to I, you guys. Yeah, because I'm sure they were playing their absolute best smite as well. Um, I'm just right. trying to get this straight here. Yeah, Mike, can you break it down for me? Because I'm, I'm, that's why I'm so freaking confused. What does no offense to us mean exactly? I mean, Unless like, you're calling out like a teammate without calling them out, maybe? I'm calling out everyone on our team, you know, like. So we can print it. Barracuda yeah. says team sucks. Yeah. Basically, okay, I mean, so if you tweet, Barracuda said his whole team sucks, including at, me at Lasbra, at then at Jake, at Haddix, including at, me. Bro. He Inclu- said, including me, but that was like no, two minutes you. later. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I've already sent it. Yeah, it's already sent. Oh, uh, unlucky. Nothing, nothing you could do about that. Yeah, it is out there. Oh, and you got Rowan there too. That was good. I was worried. Yeah, about you I am glad course. that you included the coach because a lot of people forget about coaches. I feel like Rowan is pretty important for your guys team. Yeah, he is very important actually. I feel uh, like well, Rowan's clearly he wasn't doing quite there. enough uh, this week. If you guys were hard inting, right? Yeah, that was all his fault, honestly. Mm. Um, every time we make a mistake in game. 
whether it's like um like a micro call or a macro call, you know, it's probably Rose's fault that he hasn't yelled at us enough mm. at us enough. Mm. About that one. Yeah, you guys kinda um you you kinda went full SSG mode uh the this oh, week, okay. Barra. Uh where you kinda sat around. And you can, oh, he's wearing the SSG shirt. That was well timed. Oh, I am. <laughs> and uh, this is so you kind of just like sat around, and the and Smite just kind of happened around uh-huh. you guys. Um, and then you would show up and be like, hopefully, we win this one fight that matters. And then twice yeah. against the Kings, you did. Um, uh-huh. And once against the Leviathans, you did. Yeah, and it felt really weird. Like, the games against Leviathans felt way worse than the games against Kings. Because it felt like, like, once we got ganked, it felt like the game was literally over. And even in game three where we died in mid and then we double-killed them in duo, we still, like, couldn't get anything going on duo side. Like, Mm -hmm. because we couldn't, like, transition through mid up to duo side. And I'm just like, what, what are we doing? Like... Uh, like it was like I would press tab and then we just be like one k more down every like three minutes. Like mm-hmm. uh, those games just felt absolutely awful. I don't know what was happening this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was weird. It's like I don't know. Sometimes teams I think just like have a week or two where they just forget how to like farm, and I feel like that's kind of what happened. Like you just kind of forgot how to how to do it. How to farm? You think? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know how else they get a thousand down without dying. Every maybe. Minutes. I feel like sometimes people just like, well, maybe not in that case. I feel like every now and then you see a team that just like forgets how to press their buttons like mechanically and they just get absolutely <laughs> steamrolled. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the thing. They weren't even getting steamrolled in fights, right? That's yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's what applied to the bolts. I think just like, yeah. you know. No, yeah. sometimes that do happen uh, to teams mm-hmm. for sure. They just forget how to press buttons and they get punished for it, which is really weird if you ask me. Um, but you guys still managed to come out with a 2-0 over the Kings. That's big. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2-1 versus Leviathans. Leviathans kind of looking real strong. Um, yeah. In general right now. They're, uh, they're kind of slamming, uh, just about everyone. And then Mike, you guys had a game in studio up against the, uh, the Bug Boys, the Solar Scarabs. And I thought that it was going to be kind of quick. You guys kind of slammed them game one. What happened after that? Uh, well, game two, uh, I don't want to say who died in lane, but it wasn't the duo lane. Uh-huh. Uh, was it mid or but, solo? Can you, can you rule out mid or solo for me? Just All right, let's just call a spade a spade. Alec got soloed <laughs> on wave one, and Sam and Tyler got killed on wave one. Uh-huh. And Max and I are thinking... <laughs> What's going fellas, on Fellas, you, you practice this game? Like, you practice, right? Like, we scrim together, right? Uh-huh. So, anyways, after that happened, uh, we, like, pulled the game back, and we... We're in a really, really good position, and we got fire, and um, Tyler got soloed by Scream because he had no actives, and then we kept fighting afterwards, and then we got wiped and lost the game off that. So probably just, you know, pushed it a little bit too hard, and then uh, we played game three, and that's that's that. You played game three. Just that simple. Mm -hmm. I have to actually look at the draft game three. I remember games one and two very well, but... I I was Geb. You were Geb. And Panda was Uller. I was ah, Geb. Okay. I'm seeing how, how this game went now. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. I thought this was a really good Willix pick by Sam. Um, you guys yeah. obviously have Geb, Uller. You also have Soul, and you can't alt off that uh, alt interaction, of yeah. course. A lot easier on LAN as well. Um, and they had an Odin Ho Yi on the other side, so felt like some pretty fairly easy picks and a team at. Um, mm-hmm. Willick's kind of good right now, I think. If Geb, it, like, I feel like if Geb is pretty good, 
a Willix is like always kind of available as a as a flex option because it's just such easy setup. Mm-hmm. I think it's also up to the jungler whether they can play it or not. I think a lot of junglers in SPL can't play a Willix. Mm. And a Willix is just a really hard like. Like, you can do a Wheelix things when you're, like, group, but there's going to come a time where, like, you have to play a team fight and you can't really play it that way. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to, like, sometimes it's really hard to get value out of a Wheelix in a 5v5. Yeah, it definitely requires, like, some weird decision-making, I think. I agree with you, Barry, that it isn't a plug-and-play pick for everyone, necessarily. Um, and that brings us to today, which I thought had two the two most, potentially most interesting sets of the week, obviously... Um, Bolts Leviathan to Dragon Scarabs going 2-1 was, was fun, but look, we've heard all this talk, um, you know, Scarabs have been saying that they're ready to take a step up and, and be a, a top team. Um, Barra, you were on the podcast a couple weeks ago, said that you felt like they were ready to take that step and be a top yep. team. What happened today? Because they should have lost to the, to the Valkyries. They really should have. I think the Valk debuff hit the Valks today, which is sometimes when they get a lead, you just kind of know the inevitable like throw will be coming later. And I think that's what happened. Also, I think Scarabs just kind of played overall bad. I'm not really sure why. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's like Valks playing really well or Scarabs playing poorly. Um, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it was a weird set. Mike, did you get a chance to watch it at all? I didn't, unfortunately. I like kind of know how it went. I saw like bits and pieces, but not the whole thing. Yeah, here's the general. Uh, here's the general gist. I'll give you a quick rundown because I'm sure there are listeners who uh, also didn't. Uh, game one, Ducky kind of went off on Odin, um, and Johnny kind of went off on Loki. Surprise, surprise. He went like nine and one or something, right? Uh, he went eight and two on Loki. Zeros kind of dumped twenty k damage as Chonga mid. Uh, pulled out, pulled out the old El Clasico, if you will, for him in the mid lane, and they just stomped him um, for the vast majority of this game. I think the the Scarabs came back a little bit, um, and it didn't. And Screams Mace Baca did not uh, did not do as much as I think they were hoping for uh, in that game. And then game two, Scarabs stomp him. Um, Scream went absolutely. Hammy Salami went 8-0-12 on Hunbats. Game was just, like, over because he was super fed early. And then game three, the Valks were up, like, 10-0 in kills and up, like, 8,000 gold at 15 minutes or something like that. It was uh, it was a big ol' lead. Um, and then the Scarabs made some good plays to come back into it. Uh, I, Solar Troll stole a fire with a Pridwin proc. Um on Osiris, and that doesn't feel good for anyone, except for, like, them, I guess, but it was a bit of, uh, it was a bit of an awkward one, and they were able to, uh, to climb back and win that one. Just, uh, unfortunate for the Valks, I mean, we all understand their situation, like, it's, it is what it is, um, but Scarabs, uh, definitely still have some, some things to figure out, I think, before, uh, before group stages start. Yeah, I think this set is just kind of like, oh, thank the Lord that we did not lose that set for Scarabs. Yes. Like, I think that would have been a big, like, mental shift for them, because they have been, like, in my opinion, on the up and up for a while now. Do you think I it think can they... mental boom them even though they won? Is that, is that a possibility? Does winning, like, stop that from happening, or can it still happen even when you win? No, I think you're just... 
Like, you just want to forget that set happened as quickly as possible and then just go back to the new week. Um, I don't think they'll be, like, affected by it for a long time, but I think they're just happy that they won, honestly. Yeah. Mike, thoughts on if winning a set can still mental boom you? I don't know about mental boom, but I'd still, like, I don't know. If you think you're supposed to win, then I'd be... Like, if you think you're expected to, like, hard stomp and then you nearly lose, then, yeah, I think for sure it can feel as if you didn't even win. But I also don't know if I even, like... I don't even know if I even agree with the Scarabs being, like, super favored over the Valks. I mean, I do think they've looked pretty good recently, but the Valks have actually had a lot of, like... The end of Phase 2, I think, as well, they had a lot of mm-hmm. games. I think they had a set against you guys, Barry, where they, like, played the early games, like, pretty well. Like, they haven't been getting... Like, they're still obviously losing, but they're not losing as bad as they used to be. Like, they've been playing better, too, I think. Yeah, I kind of just always put it up to they will just hit a point in the mid or late game where they will just lose. Yeah, but, I mean, that surely applies to the Scarabs as well. Yeah, but I think Scarabs are getting better, like, using their early game leads than Valks, I would say. Um, But I I do think this weekend was the best time that Valks have actually pushed their lead and, like, suffocated out an opponent which is pretty cool to see because before that in my opinion they were just kind of like do like the choke thing of oh we went to this objective and we lost the fight or we went here or we got picked somewhere and i think today was the first time that didn't actually happen but Mm -hmm. i mean it kind of happened at the fire giant to be fair but yeah i don't know can you guys there's one big thing it is literally i casted a game on friday and i've been thinking Mm -hmm. about this ever since and it has literally like affected my mental when thinking about Smite. And I need and I need you guys to tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. Okay. Okay. Here's what happened. It was the Valkyries Titan set, wave one of game one. Zeros is playing Neath. Paul's playing Soul. Oh. Zeros solos Paul wave one, and gets his beats and gets Paul's beats. Okay. All by himself. No one was there. Mm-hmm. Johnny is playing Blink Mannequins Erlong, and Paul is no bead Soul. Paul lives until his beads are back up. And I've been thinking about it ever since. That there is no world in which he should be able to go one death without having beads when la- when he's going to be sharing waves in mid. and can- It's easy to go mid as Erlong, as Erlong mm-hmm. Jungle. You can easily path that way. You can blink over the wall. I don't care if it's warded. It, just do- that is the e- it should be a guaranteed kill in my mind. And the fact that it didn't happen is still weighing on my mental. Is there a world where... That, I don't think it works that way. Does it, like, that's what I'm asking you to tell me, is if it doesn't okay, work that way. It, well, I didn't get to see the exact scenario, so I don't know if there were just, like, missed opportunities that they kind of wimped out of, but, like... But how is there okay, not one, an opportunity that you can't okay, well, force? Well, one, Paul's just, like, not a player that plays that way. Like, okay, for example, like, Captain Twig in mid, like... He, he doesn't care if his beads are up or not. He's playing the same way. And like, <laughs> okay, I say that as a troll, but I'm not kidding. Like Twig, no, would, routine, right. Twig would routinely say, like, I'm just going to make that play because it's the correct play. If they punish me, good on them. And like, <laughs> that's how he thinks. And Paul is not like that. Paul's like a, like, I'm going to make sure I just get the farm that I can get sort of deal. So like, you know, if Paul doesn't want to contest stuff, then what that translates to is you just lose, like, neutral pressure, right? Like, if Ta- Paul's going to sit under his tower the whole time, you just, like, get mid-harpies or get wards elsewhere. Like, the lead just... Tra- you don't have to get a kill for the lead to still, like, compound a little bit. If they didn't do those things, then they're noobs. But, 
That yeah. doesn't mean you like have to get a kill, you know? I don't even know, but like how he has to be so far under tower to live through anything. Because it's neath mid, right? If you just I mean, you, you could pin, the thing is if you hold if you hold the wave as beneath, like that's the only way you can force him out of tower in mid, is to literally hold the wave. Right. And if you're holding the wave as beneath, you're not even really getting ahead because you're not farming. Right. So it doesn't feel good for your zeros either. So it just I don't know, I'd have to see the situation to tell you who's the noob, but at the end of the day, it might just be all of us. Mike, do you want to do, do you want to start a content series called "Who's the Noob" and we just and we watch videos back and we determine who the noob is in each situation? I would be really good at that for sure. He, he, who's the noob, Barra? Yeah. W- your thoughts on this situation? Because I I've literally still been thinking about it. Uh. I kind of agree with PBM. I would have to watch back the exact situation, but I think securing... Have a hot like, take, fellas. Have you never seen a no, Stephen no, no. A. Smith thing in your life? He doesn't care if he's seen it or not. He just says stuff. Was, That's what I'm doing. I was going to say... Henry's securing, the best player on the Chargers, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Securing neutrals and getting, like, the 100% farm while still pressuring Paul under his tower, I think is the correct call. You don't have to kill him as long as you're taking his farm away. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In my opinion. I just think you probably could have done both. Because as PBM said, Paul's, you know, he's going to play his way. He's going to play the safe way. A lot. It's very hard to kill Paul most of the time unless he's like feeling a little frisky that day. Mm. Um, but yeah, I agree. Feeling a little but, frisky. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Paul That's like gets in there, it. you know? Some days it's just like, I'm not a KDA player yeah, today. He, like, he, I am he randomly in. has the set. He's like, I'm playing Zhang. <laughs> I feel like getting in there today. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. Dude, he played Soul both games in that Valkyrie mm-hmm. set. Game one, it was like a four physical comp, so you know he's going Breastplate second item. Of course. <laughs> even on Soul, right? Then game two, he's playing against Tiamat mid. It's a normal comp. Like, uh, support is a, is a Kepri, so not going to do damage either way. But my man still goes Breastplate second item Soul. Yeah, he can't. He, he, he loves it. I mean, the Kepri damage isn't that relevant, right? Like, if you're no, cer- certainly if, not. If you're, yeah, I mean, if your logic of whether you go breastplate or not is basing it off the support pick, I don't think it matters. No, it's that game one. It totally makes sense that he goes breastplate because he's up against mm-hmm. Neath Erlong Heimdall. Like the, the that's all the damage. But game two, he had to deal with a team map, but he just can't. He just he's addicted to breastplate second, right? He's he loves it. Yeah, he, he does love it. He loves it. 
I really want to try that build because I mean, if Paul's building it, then it's got to be good. So, Barry, as haven't a you and I player, talked about how we hate Paul's soul builds in the past? Yeah, but maybe he knows something that we don't know. Look, Paul. He does. He does. He does. He does. Listen. Yeah, exactly. I will not be slandering Paul on this podcast or anywhere else. Okay, Paul Goat. That, as far as I'm concerned, that's how, what I'm saying. Like, if he's doing it, there has to be a reason for it. But there is a world, right? He there is a world. <laughs> oh no. No, where he's not. winning in spite of the build and not because of it, right? Like, we all acknowledge that that is an option, yeah? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Mike, which cat is that? This is Echo. Echo. I love his little stripey on the back. Yeah, he's a little confused as to what he's supposed to do, but I think he's settled <laughs> on my lap is fine. Okay, yeah we're, yeah, we're loving that. There's really good podcast content when we talk about things we can see, by the way. That's one of my, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of my favorite things. You could describe it. Okay, it's uh, actually you did say stripe on the back. Yeah, he's so got that's the, it's one. like a what is that type of cat? Here I'll show you. Called? Here he is. Okay, this yeah. Is, Here you go, podcast is, listeners. Just look for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just open your eyes, dummies. Um, Good boy. All right, final set of the weekend was the Oni Warriors up against the Camelot Kings. Uh, it's a two zero for the Kings, but they were two really close games. Um, the Warriors definitely had opportunities to win. Um, vote kind of went absolutely crazy on Uller a couple of times. Nope. Um, dude, vote the way vote plays Uller. I just like I feel like I could tell votes Uller versus Panacats Uller versus Zuler. Like I feel like they all have three. Did he do his uh twenty five percent crit Deathbringer build? No, he did not. He built like oh. a, like a human this time. Uh, and he was. Why I didn't crit there? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he does that every time, man. He loves it. He, uh, there was one play. I don't, you were watching the Ravens game, I assume, Mike, so you didn't get a chance to see this set. Um, no, I, I, we, like, watched it in between. We had it on our phones. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, dude, that play where he killed Twig game one with, like, and he, it was right by Gold Fury. He jumped away. His axe got, like, just barely missed because he 180 it. He literally turned around, autoed Twig for 360, wunned him for 480. And then threed him over the wall for like another. Was that four like after years. like a siege? It was like right after a siege, and they like chased out, and then he like turned on him. No, it was like mid game. It was uh, like okay. right after he had finished like Bumba Spear or something like that. Uh, okay. Um, Wait, no, maybe that maybe that was it. I don't know. There was a random point where we were like, "Oh yeah, the Kings are like way ahead. They're just gonna win." And then we're like, "Oh, Twig's dead." Uh, and that did happen, but oh, that maybe that was after the firefight. He kind of got he got picked on a lazy back. Um, yeah, it might have been that then. But overall, uh, vote kind of went nuts. Um, it is. I got the time for it. If you guys want to see it back. <clears throat> oh yeah, what what time in game was it? Uh, twenty minutes on 20 the dot, basically. Oh, he linked it. Yeah. Oh um, my god. Uh, yeah. That's nice. Just absolutely slammed him. Um, yep. th- that was a sick play. And then game two, his little like loop around the back and steal of EFG was absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh. What a fun set this was. Dardes like literally almost pentakilled the the oh, yeah. like uh-huh. that was freaking crazy. Dude, fat queen quadra. Dude, that was nuts. Uh that overall very very fun set, but ultimately not quite enough for the Oni Warriors. But I I was saying it on cast. No. I felt like at least they were like they had a cohesive plan and they were like doing the plan over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Like they had an idea of how they wanted to play the map, they executed on how to play the map, and if they lose from there, fine. Like, that does not bother me. The Warriors are, have been... M- the the main 
the main, what, oh, I'm searching for the right word here, like proponent of having Smite mm-hmm. happen around them in the early game and then hope they win one team fight this year. And it is my yep. least favorite brand of Smite ever. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I can't stand it. It's your fault, Barry, because I had to watch you do what? it for a whole season. What? It's not like I was doing it on purpose. Well, you God. kept doing it, so <laughs> okay. I don't well, know. That, wasn't, that was not up to him. Well, it might not it have been up to him, him but it's, I'm, I'm putting the blame at your feet because no one else from your team's here on the podcast, okay? Well, I'm sorry that I forced my whole team to spectate Spike for a whole year, Agro. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, that was very good for me that year. I loved that year. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, 100%. Doing, uh, look, overall, thoughts on this set from uh, from you, Barry? Uh, I just honestly really enjoyed watching it as a fan. Because I watched it today two times speed. I didn't watch it live. I just watched it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of just crazy good smite games because a lot of like wild things were happening in the late game yeah which is always fun to watch it wasn't like the classic uh like stand around and wait for something to happen because these teams are kind of just forcing things like willy-nilly and i think a lot of teams are doing that in phase three or this phase because i mean it's like a semi-important phase but not like the most important phase in my opinion mm-hmm. um so i think a lot of people are just playing pretty loose right now and it's just fun smite to watch honestly that sounds like a very like spectator like casual thing to say but it was just fun to watch your guys i think it was your game two versus leviathans oh don't talk about it no wait was it no no it was versus kings it was versus kings it was your game two versus the kings and i was just thinking like i don't know what either team's doing right now i have no (laughs) idea what i'm watching i'm pretty sure that game was wild it was like i'm pretty sure every decision i'm seeing is absolute garbage and every mechanical play is wrong but (laughs) if i was a fan i would be thinking this is the sickest game ever (laughs) that was an absolute like back alley brawl like if i'm if i'm an arena main i'm thinking like yeah this is good smite (laughs) i should play conquest if it's gonna be like this you get, this was like a back alley brawl, but outside of a bar where you'd all been drinking heavily. Because you guys were, like, the mechanical aspect, the decision-making aspect, it was all there. That's actually perfect, because I could have swore everybody was drunk. It was like, Twig, <laughs> Twig forgot he could jump Daji 3. Like, Lasper <laughs> forgot Lasper forgot that he could alt the Hunbot saw it, because even if you have Magi's, it still does damage to you, believe it or not. And you can just kill that guy. So, like, it was crazy <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I think my tweet was like, not sure. Yeah, not sure if those were scrims or SPL games. Like, they were just the most loose SPL games I have ever played. Like, Last was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go kill this guy again. Dude, like, I loved, <laughs> I loved how Lasper and Twig played that. Yeah. That was it was so much fun. Lasper should never lose that one v one. That's an no. unlosable one v one. He yes. lost it like once or twice, but won it like five times or something. Yeah. So like he still comes out on top there. My favorite part about it was I think Hazer had a tweet about it. Like you know Twig is oh, yeah. still. Like you know Twig's getting. Not only is Twig getting that wave, he's not hiding it, and you know he's dumping his whole kid on it. Like you better believe it. Hey, stretching back to what you just said, uh, if they punish me for it, that's a good play by them. <laughs> Take your hat off to him, man. You know that's it. <laughs> What uh? What do you think? As someone who teamed with Ben for a long time, Mike, what do you think his comms were like that game? If you had to guess, <laughs> Ben, when he does something like that, he normally says like, 
that was bad. I knew that was bad. And then that's about it. <laughs> He'll say something like that. Yeah. I was going to say, I actually, I love, like, experiencing it for two years. I loved playing with Twig and watching it. I just find so much, so much humor in, like, how he plays. Because I think of the things, the, the way Ben says things, it's just so funny to me. <laughs> and I think my, my perfect, like, analysis of Twig as a player, I said it in Discord the other night. I don't know if you were there. But it's like... I think Twig is, like, an insanely talented player and great teammate. You just have to be willing for him to absolutely lose you a couple games. But if you're good with that, Twig is the goat, man. I love Twig. <laughs> Twig is sick. As long as you're cool with that. <laughs> Listen, man, Twig, dude, Twig just gets it. Like, he's just a winner. He just knows yep. he's a winner, and you have to be willing for him to be a loser a couple times. But he is a winner, like, in every sense. He's he's the goat. I, I agree. Love Twig. I agree. Agreed. Mike or Bear, were you gonna say something? Oh no, I was gonna say, I guess like watching Twig for like years, I kind of hard agree with Mike for he's just like he's just a winner. Like he just does the play that he should be doing to get his team the win. It's not always the like most attractive play, I will say, but at the end of the day, he gets a lot of dubs. So I have insane respect for Twig. I uh, I said this on Cast the other day. I don't know if there's another player in the league who understands his role and his team's composition game to game, god to god, better than Twig. Undefeated on it. No one's close. Like, yep. he just, he is so flexible in that way, and the way he thinks about the game is so malleable. Um, it's, it's really hard to have anything but a ton of respect for the guy, for sure. He's, uh, he's a great player and love watching him play. Uh, fellas, before we get into the new god, uh, we almost forgot about the biggest matchup of the entire weekend. It was me versus oh, my no. pubes. <laughs> That's right. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. The leaders in male grooming. <laughs> Listen, I gotta keep it fresh somehow, okay? <laughs> I gotta give it fresh somehow, especially with the with our with our great friends at Manscaped. Their fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game, along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com/back for twenty percent off plus free shipping. Mike, thanks for coming back. I was saying that it was me versus my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to show stream, obviously, but I am wearing my Manscaped boxers today, and I think it got me in the right mindset to have a great idea for how uh, for how to do this uh, for how to do this read. You know what I mean? Dude, do, do we have time to share the a story from the studio Absolutely. from yesterday? Please do. Yes. Dude. Okay. So yesterday, Barry, we're like getting ready for our set, and I think uh, you guys are going to game three. So like during your draft. We were joking about like uh, we we're. I'm not going to say the bit in case we do it, but we were joking about like a bit we could do. Yeah. Okay, and 
like Ryan has to go cast. So he goes down the hallway and he comes back like 30 seconds later. He's like, actually, I thought, and he like thinks of something else. And he leaves and then Kabam makes a joke of like, I love how he's being willing to be late for the cast just to continue the bit. And then he comes back 30 seconds later. He's like, okay, one more thing. Okay, but they were good ideas for the record. They were they were good. And then he goes back to cast. And then he texts me a third idea. And a minute later, he goes, holy shit, it just keeps getting better. That's another one. I was on fire yesterday, okay? I was really feeling it yesterday. Well, I don't know what it is, but some days I just wake up and my brain just, like, works better on those days. And I felt like I was yeah. on a really good day yesterday, you know? My bits, they were flowing. I thought I was pretty on the ball today. I got Dave with a Bofa, with a Bofa D's uh, on cast. Because, um, uh... Uh, Fred kept stealing away the speed buff and still getting his. And Dave said he keeps getting both speed buffs. And I said, Bofa? And he looked at me and I just held, I just maintained eye contact. And I was like, Bofa these speed buffs? And he instantly like checked out mentally. Um, that's all there was to it. But uh, anyways, I was telling you about my great friends at Manscaped. Uh, oh yeah. The, listen, oh, your promo wasn't done. I'm sorry. No, hey, that's all right. We just got a little sidetracked here. I just got to make sure that the, the fans know that the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop up your worst weeds and top up your nose and ear hair. They also got the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. You might be thinking, Mike, that is going to tear my stuff up. It won't. It is It is safe, okay? I, I trust that thing more than a seatbelt. I don't know. I was thinking about something safe. And that's the first thing that came to mind. This is going really great. And everyone thinks it. Here's the deal, everyone. You get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash back. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash back. Keep your balls trimmed, fresh, and clean with manscaped.com. I didn't even make that last part up. That's part of the copy. Okay. No. I can't do anything about that. The whole Let's time you were... The whole time you were doing that, I was thinking of a bit where he's like talking about the grill ad. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, <laughs> dude. Yes, that that was my inspiration. It really I was. was. About this the whole time, man. Yeah. He's like, you can grill beef and chicken. That's not very inventive. <laughs> Mike's referring to a Norm McDonald clip that I shared on Twitter uh, a while ago when he passed, and that it was the funniest like compilation of ad reads i've ever seen and it really inspired me as it I, i've seen some of his stuff in the past and his humor is very much uh, of our humor and th those were the ones i was i thought my best norm mcdonald moment for that was when you came back and i said it, uh, you, mike i'm glad you're back you missed it I'm, the the matchup was me versus my pubes i thought that was very norm mcdonald so i was proud of that one um oh all right let's talk a little bit uh about cleadna shall we the oh, new yeah. uh the new assassin that's coming to smite. I don't know if you guys, I didn't tell you guys to look at the kit. Um, I figured that you had, um, yeah, I have. Mike, have you, uh, taken a look at this kit? I don't know like which ability is which, but I know what she does. Okay, cool. Um, overall, hmm, how do I want to do this? Let's just, we can go step by step. Um, let's talk about the passive first. Cause this is the big one. Uh, mm -hmm. Cleda can walk into walls once every 16 seconds. And while inside the wall, she can move freely and use some of her abilities. Every 0.5 seconds, she loses 0.15% of her health, stacking intensity up to 40 times. It's worth noting this is true damage as well. Um, so, oh, I didn't know. 
Yeah, that uh, is that is true damage. So you can't. Yeah, I thought it was just scaling from like a certain number. I didn't know it was a percentage for health. That's kind yes, of wild. It's percent HP, uh, and it ramps over time. Um, she cannot enter a wall while below twenty five percent health or crippled, and while inside the wall, and for five seconds after exiting, she gains ten percent physical ability life steal. Um, I've actually played Cleden a decent amount um, in dev played tests. And I will say that this, uh, this passive is super fun and it is, uh, <clears throat> good. That's what I'm oh. going to, that's how I'm going to put it. Uh, it turns out being able to sit in walls, uh, for a while is like, is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, does it feel weird? Like entering and exiting the wall? Like what's the cast time on it? Uh, she kind of like, you kind of like push. Hmm. How do I want to describe this? It's kind of like pushing a heavier garage door open. Not like what? a garage, not like a one, not the garage door that your car goes in, but like, you know how some garage uh-huh. doors are like heavier to like keep, uh, keep the cold out and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah 100%. Analogy, man. Why don't you just compare it to how it feels to use a different ability in smite? Shut up, Mike. Have not everyone play smite. Everyone opens a garage door. It's a garage door. You buffoon. No, everyone's using a garage door. You know what? You, you can't, okay, so you got a lot of groceries in one hand and you got to like, push it open with the other and it's one of the heavier ones you know not one of the light ones you're really you really got to give it some momentum so you gotta like you gotta pause for a second and uh-huh. then you're in okay so so how long is it um i think like the the time to get in uh-huh yeah that's that was the question i was asking to begin with well you should have asked that babe. That's, that's, on, that's, on, that's on you Ooh, okay. um I'm going to say, I think it's like a little under half a second, if I had to guess. I'd say it's like oh. 0.4 seconds or so. That is OP then. Or maybe or maybe 0.5. Yeah, that seems pretty Serial good. Serial Kira in, in chat is saying it's about a second. I feel like it's faster than a second, but maybe I'm saying it's too short. Also, mm-hmm. it is worth noting that I have not played her in her PTS state, and those are types of numbers that do get adjusted all the time. So, um... It's, it's possible that it has been longer since I've playtested it, but I'm pretty sure it was under a second. Probably not 0.4. Probably probably about, like, 0.5 or 0.75. So does it feel, like, accessible to enter and leave walls during a team fight, or is it something you need to prepare before? You will take damage. Um, like, I could aim an ability at the wall as I think you're going to it. The same... Mm-hmm. Not nearly as fast as, like, Giannis, but, like... You know the amount of time that you have to... Okay, so you know the amount of time that you have to, like, when Giannis, like, places a portal on the wall and is, like, not quite there, but really there, but, like, he's not going to get pulled through right away, but it's, like, Mm -hmm. half the distance of his portal. It's about that amount of time, I would say, for him to, like, walk to the wall from there. Um, Yeah, Mabita Gooch gets it in chat. It's about the amount of time you have to open the garage door when you have one (laughs) arm full of groceries, like... They're getting it. That's a pretty long time. I don't know what's hard for, for you guys. It is not easy. Like, you won't be able to just, like, get in. And remember, it's only once every 16 seconds. And that is not affected by, like, CDR or anything like that, to my knowledge. So, mm-hmm. in my experience, I was really using it as a way to get into the fight. Pretty rarely to get out of the fight. Okay. Yeah, I got, that makes sense. Because you have to choose, like, one time during the fight to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess, uh, Mike, any thoughts on the passive before we move on to the one? Broken. 
Yep. Absolutely uh, broken. Yeah, really good. Uh, Banshee's Whale is her one. I've been really bad, guys, about learning new god ability names. I used to know all of them. Um, well, I still know, like, all the old ones, I think. But I haven't been keeping up for the new ones. So I'm going to try and make an effort uh, from here on out. You know, maybe something I should have been doing for my job the whole time. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, thanks, Barry. Uh oh. Kalina wails at enemies before her, causing damage three times, the final hit being the strongest. The final hit will also cause enemies to be silenced and deafened for 1.5 seconds. And while channeling the scream, Kalina is immune to knockups. Uh, while inside the wall, Kalina will cause a spectral face to appear and wail in her stead that damages enemy gods in a wider cone. Um, it does... So there's two ticks of damage mm-hmm. that do 35 to 95 plus 40% of your power. And then the final tick will do 70 to 230 plus 70% of your power. It's a 12-second cooldown. Um, in non-wall form, it's as wide as an Alquang 3. That's like, I'm pretty sure it might be the same targeter. What is that in garage doors? Um, in garage doors, it's like the size of a garage door, but thinner at the front. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, um, okay. And then it's a it's like the car garage door whenever, uh, whenever, it's in, whenever you're in the wall. It is a full... Half circle, basically. Okay. Um, a full half circle, yeah. So it's... Uh, so Pretty it's, big ability. It's pretty big. Um, and it's spooky as well. I don't know if you guys have like seen the the face that comes out and the scream and that kind of stuff. You're going to get jump scared. I'm like sure of yep. it. I'm super sure it was, of it. It was pretty spooky when I watched it on uh, release. Yeah, it is definitely spooky. All right, Mike, you got to go first for this one. What are your thoughts on uh, on her one? Uh, it sounds pretty cool. I haven't gotten to see the effect of it. Um, however, I'd like to echo my sentiment from her passive, which is, uh, in a comp setting at least, the ability to make them not hear is broken. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. 1.5 seconds isn't that It's not long? as bad as, like, when I heard a character was going to have the ability to stop you from hearing audio, I imagined, like, long duration, like, X-Ball level. Yeah. 1.5 isn't that bad. Yeah. yeah, and you have to, and she has to be close in order well, to hit you with this. I mean, you'll say that until like you don't hear like a raw ult or like a cuckoo ult, and your backliner is just yeah. like, "What?" My comment to that is going to be not my problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, just be better, actually. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, to I'm be fair, like, okay, say there's like a like a thaw thought or something uh-huh. like. It's normally the frontliners should be calling that the Thoth is, like, charging. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it over walls in team fights. Like, mm-hmm. so if I can hear it, then just press your active button. You know, right. be ready just for it. Okay. Um, though you are silenced, so you have to kind of preemptively do it. Or you have Well, to no, I'm it. saying it's the, if she's silencing my back line, if uh-huh. I can hear it, if I'm calming it, then it's okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Maybe. Uh, Barra, your, your thoughts on this one? Uh, I want to play against it to see exactly how op it is like number wise um it hits it's pretty like a hard button. she does a so, lot of well okay so, the last time the last few times i played her i was like damn i'm doing a lot of damage if you is hit that, both parts it's uh 325 base um <laughs> no it's two parts of the scream damage one of the final hit damage wait what so it's even more than that yeah it's like 150% oh, wow. scaling. Yeah, so that yeah. 325, you know what that becomes? What's that? <laughs> You're not going to believe it. It's 420. It's lit. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, it hits dummy hard. Um, yeah, so is that like something I have to Aegis in a team fight, or I'll feel really bad if I don't? Yeah, like a double tap from a Thor hammer, basically. Yeah, late game or yeah, but but remember that she has to be like right next to you in order to be doing it. Um, okay. pretty much. Well, not right next to you, but like pretty close. So that uh, and Wait, she can't be interrupted, same... but she's not. But she's not immune. So the same length as an Alquang three, roughly. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, she has to be pretty close. Um. All right, the two, I think one of her coolest abilities, Flickering Visions. Kalina fires a distorting bolt of energy that explodes on contact with oh, a living soul. This means it does get blocked by minions, and that is something that uh, you do have to play around pretty hard. Uh, enemy gods hit by this explosion lose the ability to perceive Kalina for four seconds. Uh, if she attacks or is hit, she flickers back into vision before fading back out. As long as one god enemy god is debuffed by Kalina, she gains a movement speed buff. This does 90 to 310 plus 70%, and the movement speed is 20 to 40% based on rank. Um, this is really... Pond did such a good job with the theming of this character, because not only does she like legitimately jump scare you out of the wall, but mm -hmm. her, her three, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, does so much damage, and it's so fast that I feel if you're in range to get hit by the two, then you're in range to get hit by the three. The dash is that long. Um, and so if you get hit by it, you're like, oh crap, I really hope she doesn't dash me. Like it is spooky for those four seconds and they feel mm -hmm. long. Um, worth noting from Red Angel in chat that this cannot, this is her one ability that can't be cast from inside the wall. Yep. Um, which is good because it's her best range, uh, by far. Um, Barry thoughts on the two. Uh, getting out to play against it, I didn't think it was going to be that good when I saw them doing the play, t or not play test, but like the god reveal for it, mm -hmm. but maybe in an actual scenario of me getting ganked, it'll be much scarier. Are people going blink first relic on her? I was going no blink at all. I was going beads. Oh, okay. She feels like set to me where like, okay. I can get on who I want to get on because my dash is super long, but if I'm in, I'm in. Mm -hmm. okay. That's the way it feels um, I could be wrong. Maybe, blink, you know, blink, <laughs> blink three. This projectile is kind of slow. Now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if I could like two blink instant cancel my three and like burst you for a thousand before you, Aegis. I hope not. That'd be cool. I bet you can. It'd be like, that is a mechanically difficult the, play to make. If the post fire isn't too long, then I bet yeah. you can. She kind of like whiffs it out the window in a way. She kind of like does this little like backhand little whiff. Another great analogy, yeah. Yeah, Mike uh -huh. knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, th that's something I would like to test. It's probably just worse, but it's just fun like flashbang rawing people. You know what I mean? Like flashbang raw isn't better than beats, I guess, but it is more I have fun. A, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. So when she uses abilities in the wall, mm -hmm. does it just like... You still can't hit her, right? So it'll do, like, the animation coming out of the wall, but you can't damage her, and that's so that, right? So the only abilities that she... So the three takes her out of the wall. It's a dash. Oh, okay. That makes sense, from then. The wall. Okay, okay. That makes sense, then. Gotcha. Uh, the one, yeah, it just kind of pops up. But because it's not her, you can kind of, like, deploy it and then move a little bit, but not by much, because it, it's pretty quick. Yeah, I was curious with the three, specifically. But if that, like, makes you exit the wall, that makes sense. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, Mike, any thoughts on the two before we move on to the three? Because you're jumping ahead, you little idiot. Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, an ability like that, I'd have to see because, kind of, as you were mentioning, mentioning, it depends on like the cast time, range, you know, all that type of stuff. Uh, the movement speed on the tooltip looks broken. Like twenty to forty percent movement speed looks absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But I would just have to see the ability. That is by far the least offensive thing so far. Sure. Uh, all right, her three. Lurching... Everything sounds really cool, though. I don't want to be a downer, you know. Sure, of course. Lurching Claw. Uh, Kalina dashes forward, damaging enemies she passes through. At max range, if she cancels this dash or upon refiring the ability, she will unleash a claw swipe that deals heavy damage. And they are not messing around when they say heavy damage. Kalina can cast this while inside the wall, resulting in the dash traveling farther. Uh, Dash damage is 35 to 135 plus 30%. Claw damage is 90 to 290 plus 95%. What? Yep. And it's a 14 to 12 second scaling down cooldown. Um, I don't know if it got changed. So I probably should have checked this before I'm saying this on the podcast. But who? here we go. Who cares? Um, when I play tested her last, if you were in a mid-harpy wall, you could reach the other mid-harpy wall with the dash. It covered the whole lane. Um, like side to side. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, like, the dash range would have taken me wall to wall. Uh, Someone Mm. in chat might be able to confirm that. Um, Yeah, okay, chat is saying Use me? It is big. Like, I felt like there was nowhere the mid laner could position against me to not get hit by this. Um, If I was coming out of the wall. It is... That's why I was saying I don't think she needs blink. Because she is just, like... You're getting on who you want to get on. Yeah, and it does 90... I was maxing this first um, in jungle because I was just, like, one-tapping everyone I saw. Yeah, I kind of just feel bad for all the mid laners that have to play against the Sirket support and that character in the same game. Can you imagine trying to walk up to any mid wave? No, that's why I'm playing Nuwa. Here's the thing about Nuwa, guys. You can't zone her. Thoughts? Yeah. Really good. Mike's thinking about it. I can I'd leave that. the game before I played with a new Ahmed. Okay, fair enough. But she's... Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, this ability is really good, guys. I, I don't yeah. think that I can really overstate how good this ability is. Because you can you can hit... Because she kind of has this like rectangular hitbox that, that's her mm-hmm. as she's going. And then a big cone whenever she swipes. And so you can dash, hit them with the dash damage. Then cancel it or refire it. And turn around and swipe them um rip to all the console boys uh mm-hmm. and you do uh quick maths here like 425 plus 125 percent scaling to that person yeah i feel like a dash should not do that much damage actually um that does not seem good i mean she's actually. got a dash she's got to use her movement yeah but uh, yeah i guess so you know i mean as far as damage goes that's not Okay, it's like good, uh-huh. but okay. Say you max that ability first, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you're kind of all committing. Like if you don't yep. get that kill instantly, then the rest of your kit feels pretty bad, and your clear surely is worse doing that. Um, and if it you're scales not max- to the same cooldown as your one, which would be your cool, which would be your clearing ability. Yeah, but if you're using your movement ability as your main clear, it's going to feel a lot worse, I think, for like the rest of your like map movement and stuff. Sure. I, all, I'm, all I'm saying is at least there's a bigger downside to that because if you don't max it, the damage really isn't that crazy. Like the base of it, the scaling is, but yeah. not the actual like base of the rank one. Sure. 
Yeah, she, uh, it does feel very fun to, like, it, it's fun dashing across a whole lane at someone. Um, I appreciated playing as it, for sure. Uh, that was, that was a good time. Um, and then the ultimate, tearing the veil. Uh, Kleena tears the veil between life and death, unleashing banshees in a line in front of her after a brief delay. When it first opens, it deals heavy damage before dealing rift damage rapidly to targets in the area and slowing them. Basically, it just like shoots a, it shoots at a projectile, and then lots of and then it's like apuashal in a line after that, yep. like little, little guys. Um, and they are running around for the record. Uh, line is horizontal to her. Um, no, it is ver- like it shoots in her. Dire- it's perfectly it's straight. It's like, a, it's like a delayed raw beam. Oh, okay, but then they go sideways from that. No, they keep going in the same direction. It's oh, wherever oh, you place oh, okay, it in okay. the wall. Yeah, like yeah. you're putting a raw one to come out from a wall, basically. Exactly. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, the, yeah, the way I was reading it, okay. This yeah. ability has two charges, and she can use it while inside a wall. And when it is used this way, the veil is weakened, but not fully torn. Instead, activating when a target gets too close. Um, and so basically you can place rifts on the wall to then explode and jump scare people as they come around corners. I was using it a lot around like mid harpies, um, placing it as they, so they couldn't see it from mid lane, but as they like rounded the bend to mid harpies on solo side, um, basically like where you would put a Ymir wall to lock them off of there, if that makes sense, um, in Mm -hmm. Mike's terms, um, putting it like that direction, uh, when you're really ahead is Kledna, putting these on the backside of speed buffs. So after the jungler clears speed and then sitting in the speed wall and then killing them from there was super fun. Uh, and we loved that. And you can put them in the door uh, so that when they go through the door, they can't see it because the wall is there and the wall comes <laughs> down, they step on the thing and then bam, they get slammed by it. That's really fun too. That was some of my favorite uses. Um, how, go ahead. how was it around like late game fire giants? Like, were you so, able to go in the wall and like spectate everyone on the other side of the wall and oh tell yeah. everyone, oh, yeah. that seems a little OP. Yeah, the thing, so this ability did get a lot of changes. I think its functionality has changed a decent amount since I played it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, this ability had a lot of uh, tinkering. Um, I played with playtests where this felt absolutely insane and anytime anyone rounded a bend where a rift was they'd take like 30 percent of their health and i would one shot them from there mm-hmm. there were other times where i feel like it didn't spring right um and it was too slow uh or it was too visible and they could instantly you can like auto attack them to kill them um from an angle and so they won't pop i believe uh and so th- this ability was one um that had a lot of different stuff so i don't know where it's at right now, but here's, here's the awkward thing, fellas, is that for, for every ability, for every God I've ever played in playtesting, there were playtests where it felt absolutely broken and playtests where it felt absolutely useless. And that's part of, Mm -hmm. that's part of the game, right? Like that's part of designing a character. Um, so when I say that all of these things felt very strong, it is with the caveat that some of those playtests, she was just really strong. Um, in her strong iterations, I played. I played a Gilgamesh playtest where it looked like he was Thor dunking people. He got so high up in the <laughs> jump, and he could jump like way further, and it was crazy. Like, it was absolutely huge. So that's kind of the way 
you know, I think it's it's pretty important for me to clarify for for listeners as well that um, anything I say about like playtest stuff that I like before she was released, like take with a heavy grain of salt because all of yep. those re- received an insane amount of changes since uh, since I've touched it to to when you guys are going to be able to touch it. Will she be available for like worlds? I do not know. I would assume so, but I don't know. Yes, she will. Cause, okay. Well, it'll be really close, actually. Maybe not. Okay, because if this patch... I'm going to go see if they have a date listed on it. Because the patch, not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, we get the bonus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay, so we get this in... October 19th, she is released... And normally uh, a month after, there's a real, like, patch, not a bonus patch. Yep. Which would mean she'd be available for comp play, like, mid-December. So it might even be for the group play tournament after Phase 3 playoffs. Oh. But Worlds, for sure. It should be for Worlds. Unless That's she's a bug or wild. something, obviously. How do you guys yeah. feel um, about, like, what if group play was just before her legal her legality would normally come through? Theoretically, if she isn't available for group play, would you guys be down to have her available for Worlds, even if like her availability came after group play, but before the World Championships itself? Normally, I don't like that kind of stuff, but I think it makes sense for her to be available, but as a player, I don't like it. I'm pretty against it historically, uh, because like, of course, I think new characters are cool and exciting, but... The issue I have with it is kind of like the precedent because then you just don't really need a lot of like, it just feels kind of like at a whim, you could just decide that arbitrarily. And I think that's kind of like against the point of the rules and the, the original reason for that rule is like in case of bugs and like interactions that you just don't mm-hmm. get time to test out. And like, as a pro player, it's kind of unrealistic for us to like, you know, say she gets released it's unrealistic for us to scrim with her for a month before she's available and really like test off her bugs and stuff. Cause she, it just would change drafts completely. You right. know, like it's yep. not good practice that, at that point. Isn't that exactly what happened for Yamoja two years ago that she wasn't available for like the state right before worlds. And then the break happened before worlds and she would be technically legal if games were just happening during that time. But then she wasn't allowed at worlds because you guys didn't get a chance to play with her at all beforehand. No, she was just, like, by her own, like, time constraints, I think she just wasn't available, like, period. Okay. She, like, came, she like came out the patch that was, like, the week of or before World. I think she might have even been released, like, during it. It was something weird. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I remember a weird timing thing. I wasn't sure if that was it or not. Yeah, yeah, because, and then I think, you know, you get to the point where it was, like, she was released. And who was the other god that was, like, the start of last year? Start of last year. I can start just... of season seven. It was her and some other god, and both were really, really good. When did Persephone come out? Persephone was before. Persephone was in that split. She was bugged at Worlds. It wasn't Danza. Danza was this year. Release. I I could just look. I'll find it as well. Um, It wasn't another Guardian. It wasn't a Warrior. I think it was a... I want to say it was a Yemoja. So I'm looking at Yemoja. It was Haim. It was Haim. It was Haim and Yemoja were both available at the same time. That sounds right. Yeah, Yemoja. But Yemoja released... I think I'm right, though, Mike, because Yemoja released October 15th, which would be this exact, like, time frame. 
Yeah, but if she's released October 15th, then she's not available until November 15th. And Worlds was before Thanksgiving in that year. Oh, was so it? She, yeah, so she would have been in ranked the week that Worlds mm-hmm. was. But okay, you have to yes. be in ranked for two weeks and then you're allowed to be played. Gotcha. Okay, that's what it was. You're right. Okay, so that that's uh, we figured it out. We got there. Damn, it is crazy looking at some of these lists. I was talking about release Chalk earlier today during an SEC cast. And I realized that Chalk was released before season one. And I'm sure a very, like, it, it's pretty, uh, it's probably a very small percentage of our player base that was watching that had played release Chalk. Chalk, mm-hmm. Jungle, Akira, Or my time, that's for sure. Yeah, Chalk. Dude, Chalk, when he was first released. Okay, this is what I was saying on the cast, Barry. Chalk, when he was released, was broken. Mike didn't play it, but you did. You played against it. Yep. He was he was busted, right? And there yep. were two main things that made him really busted. It was that 100%. he had 100% damage mitigation on his ult. He was yep. just damage immune in his ult. And he had massive attack speed slow on his three. Yep. He now has 80% the... mitigation on his ult. And he has an attack speed slow on his three again. He's got to be good. Yeah, but he was still released in 2013, so... Got to be good. I, I actually genuinely think that character... It's probably not that bad. Uh, he only has seventy percent on his alt. Not to nitpick, but doesn't it scale Ooh. up to eighty? Uh, no, it's fifty to seventy. Wait, it scales? Yeah, it scales per level. Uh, yeah, I actually checked that because I thought it was only fifty, and I just checked his like tooltip, and right, it's fifty enough. to seventy, so it does scale up. But I, I yeah, the base is fifty. Um, I, either way, I actually do swear that God is actually like pretty good. Agreed. And, yeah, I'm not sure. The thing is, like, you know, comparing it seven, eight years ago is just so long. It is a long time ago, for sure. He was so good back then. Uh, Percival's asking in the chat if Worlds will be played on the winter map. Uh, I assume it will be. I don't see why. Um, 100% it will. Yeah. We can't change it, right? Yeah. Like, we literally so. can't change the map. Yeah. So, it will be played <laughs> on the winter map. Um, yeah. We don't really have time today to talk about the map changes, but I guess, Barrow, we'll get your thoughts on it. Uh next week when we talk about the patch notes more in depth uh sure. mike since you uh hate us and won't come on uh again um Ever. until after you've cooled down a little bit from this experience uh any quick thoughts on on the new map uh even though i know you haven't played it uh i think i haven't gotten to see it like in game but mm-hmm. it sounds and looks really cool i love the idea of like the mist and i think just like the theme of having to be like kind of snowy and like winter you know i love all that <laughs> it's getting a little chilly outside mike <laughs> Ooh, this is okay. cool. Ooh, first game hopefully panda isn't listening i'm sure he isn't um first game on the new map you go oh panda i'm a little cold can i come by you and then you just like literally touch his character model as much as you can <laughs> good bit or no <laughs> I, I like kind of just want to play like Agni and be like, oh, I'm melting, you know, you gotta just like, yeah. That's no, the snow is melting! <laughs> That's how it works! That's how it works. We figured it out. We figured it out absolutely. Oh my god, guys, I can't believe I forgot to tell you about this great news that I have. It's that if you are dealing with the big wireless carriers, you don't have to anymore. I totally forgot. Bear, I don't know if you're acting or if I keep getting you with these, but keep it up if you are acting, because I appreciate it, because I look at you every time, and I hope, and I always Thank hope you. that you're like rolling your eyes uh, at me, which is what I aim for and what I will be getting every single time. Mm-hmm. Here's the great news, everyone, about Mint Mobile, one of our sponsors here for the Backliners podcast. If you're sick of dealing with all the big wireless providers, I've got great news for you. 
They've got premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. And there's no catch. That's, uh, that's all there is to it. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the na nation's largest 5G network. You get to use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. So switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped straight to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com backliners. That's mintmobile.com backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners. Barra, you use Mint Mobile all the time. Don't you just Yeah, I was going to say, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Barra, you laughing is undermining me here a little bit. I don't like it. Yeah, I was going to, you know, help you out with this. Oh, bit, please do. And your handoff was just so bad. <laughs> yeah. What? What? <laughs> your handoff was bad. Name three ways in which it was bad. Okay. It, all of it was bad. That's only one way. <laughs> what? That's all? Okay. Back to Mint Mobile. Uh -huh. uh, and how no much troll, we it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no troll, it is very cheap and very fast. Like, I think me and Destiny swapped over one night, and Destiny saved $260 on her bill for the entire year. We love that. So. Yeah, it's very cheap, and I'm all about saving money, so you should be too. So sign up, please. It is very, very, very cheap. It is the best way to support the podcast is to support our sponsors. Uh, for today's episode, it is Manscaped, where you can go to manscaped.com slash back, get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash back, and then mintmobile.com slash backliners in order to get your 15 bucks a month shipped straight to your door for free. Um, thanks everyone for listening. I think that'll, that'll do it for us. Oh, Mike, go ahead. You, uh, you got a point. So, uh, to my earlier point, I figured it out. So if I was Ymir on a fire map, then I would be melting. But if I'm <laughs> Agni on a snow map, I'm not melting, but I'm kind of losing my heat. I'm losing my flame. Soul would lose her heat. No passive. That's no it. No passive. That's right. Oh, Randy Salsa. Good point. Uh, in boyhood. I'm sorry, everyone. I forgot the random question of the week. Something did feel off. Um, and I suppose that's it. Okay, now it's time for the typical, I didn't think of a random question of the week. Uh-oh. Pretty standard for you, right? Yeah, that is pretty standard for me. I think we talked, I've been doing a lot of reading, um, but I think we talked about books in the past, so not going to bring that up. Yeah, I don't read anything. So. Right. Barra doesn't know how to read, actually. No, I'm from Georgia, so they didn't teach us anything. Right. That makes sense. Um, hmm... Maybe we get a suggest. Mike, any random questions oh, wait, on your wait, wait, mind? Wait. Oh, Barra. Yeah, go ahead. Just do like a Halloween thing. It's uh, Barra, you know, it's, it's October spooky season. 3rd. What, you want to wait four weeks to do it? Kinda. Okay, we'll wait four weeks. Barra, should we do an episode in costume? Uh, I would have to get a costume for sure. I'll be Punch Malone. What? Wait, the podcast is on Halloween. Really? Yeah, right, well, we're obviously uh, not going to do it that night because it's Halloween, right? We're going to have to move that. Oh, to yeah. That's going to be a Monday episode right there, if you ask me. Yeah, but we'll be dressed up still. <laughs> but we will be dressed up still. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it's got to be. Oh, programming note. Next week, also a Monday show. Uh, I'm going to be going to <laughs> uh, to my childhood best friend's wedding, so I will not be here. Um, I'll be back Monday, though. So another fun episode where you get to tell me what happened in the SPL. Oh, 
You oh, love those, boy. right, Barry? Yeah, I'll pay attention this week. I Watch it during pay. the ceremony. Well, I mean, I'm kind of like in the way. Like, I'm up there. They say their vows, they kiss, everybody cries, you eat some food and dance. Get over it. <laughs> and I watch some SPL. That's, uh, that's all I have to I'm, I'm sorry. What absolutely you think not. Um, <laughs> absolutely not okay. Uh Someone in chat asked here, I'll, uh, favorite horror movie. That's that's something everyone's saying. Here's my favorite horror movie. This is a quick one for me. Uh, none of them. I don't like horror movies. They freak me out. Um, I don't like... I don't even get it, to be honest with you. Because being scared oh. or anxious are not positive feelings. I don't want to feel those things. And so why would I watch something that gives me those feelings? It just doesn't conceptually make sense to me. Uh, it's for the fun of it, right? It's the same reason people go to, like, haunted houses and stuff. Yeah, like, I don't do that either. I don't like being scared. What do you mean? Like, you've never once enjoyed being scared? No. That's, that's, I feel What's like weird. fear is a bad emotion? We don't like that, right? Am, am I, am well, fear I it, taking crazy pills here? Fear and being jump scared are, like, two different things. I like fear is like paranoia. Jump scare it's like, oh, you know? Yeah, what and what part of the oh is, is awesome for me? And it like gets your heart rate going, you're like, oh, that was spooky. Go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if you're running away from someone? Then I'm scared and I like it even <laughs> less. What? I don't want that. Mike, weigh in here. Okay. Uh I'm going to keep the surface level, and then I'm going to go deeper, okay? okay? All right, great. The surface level, I actually really, really hate horror, and I cannot stand gore. Like, gore freaks mm. me out. Like, yeah. a, as an example, I tried to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones, mm. and I saw, like, a head on a pike or something, and I'm out. Like, I'm just done. Like, I just can't do it. I can't do any gore. Gore in, like, any fashion, I just can't do it. I hate it. Personally, I like uh, this casting. I knew it, dude. I knew it. I knew my caveat on that one. Um, I think we pointed at each other at the same time. That's kind of funny. Um, uh, Oh, yeah. Past that, I actually think horror movies, uh, as a society, if you will. (laughs) um, (laughs) Can I get that in GIF form with, like, some captions? Like, as a society. (laughs) Shout out to Captain Twig. Uh, But as a society, I think what horror movies really do to us uh, is it kind of desensitizes you to that type of stuff. And I actually think that's really bad. Like, I think it desensitizes you to some things. And I also think it kind of fuels like anxiousness or like distrust which to an extent you could argue is like healthy like you shouldn't trust random strangers but also uh the idea that there's like people out there that are just going to kill you is not necessarily true all the time that's kind of a good point mike because the one horror movie that i have like seen (laughs) oh what's it called man oh it's the one where they're just like okay this is every horror movie ever. people die yeah you know they're dying that's a thing they're like in an, a, a house and the it's like a really famous one. The people like come up and they're wearing masks and they're like, what's your deal? And then they just like start messing with them. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like Did the hills have eyes. No, not that one. Purge. No, not that one. Though the other one where they're in a house and people are wearing masks outside. <sighs> like they're like the, the, the preview was like, they look outside the window and it's just like the one where it's like they're like wearing like a little bunny mask, something like that. And she's just like swinging and they're like, what are they doing? You know, the visitors, strangers, maybe. It's not Purge. 
Hold on, let's uh the visitors. Bunny mask horror movie. No, the <laughs> it is like a it is like a a thing. How about your next? Is that ringing a bell? Your next? No, that's not it. Come on, guys. This was like a maybe. The, maybe it is the strangers. I don't remember. Hold on, let me read this plot Mask. synopsis. Barrett, tell me about your favorite horror movie uh, while I'm looking at this. Um, I don't remember the name of it because I have an awful memory, but I think it was on Amazon, and it's about people uh, doing like a seance. It's the strangers. I uh, figured it out. Go ahead, Barrett. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, okay. Uh, they're doing like a seance like over like Skype, basically, and then like crazy stuff starts happening in all their homes, and eventually they all die, you know, in classic horror movie ways. But it is a very good movie, very scary. Not like cheap jump scares. It's like I like my scary movies to not be like very predictable and to be entertaining throughout, not just also I'm with PBM, I hate gore. Mm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I Guys, thought you were gonna say your... he's in the chat. I know. I thought you were gonna say your bidding. Um, you you I... just said I like my movies to be entertaining throughout. That was a real. <laughs> thing you said. That's the type of stuff I have to deal with, Mike. Dude, no, no, no. Horror movies, bro. Horror movies. They'll do like storytelling for like thirty or forty minutes before anything happens. They'll just be like dead space. And then it'll be like, oh, the scary things start happening. Like, I don't care about plot this. Does not have to be dead space. It's Dead Space, bro. Like, I'm watching a horror movie to be scared, not to learn about, like, what little Jimmy's dad did when he was a kid. It would make you more scared if you know... It just... No, Mike, listen, there's incorrect. no arguing with this man. He didn't like I Think You listen, Should Leave. Listen, What's Barry, I actually, Barry, I actually really... I actually really understand the point you're trying to make. I just think your word choice is what I'm picking <laughs> apart here, okay? Yeah, I don't know. Well, man. can you say it more eloquently, then? Well, I don't really watch movies. I watch pictures, so He's it just isn't going to help. What? You watch pictures? I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> this, this, this no, I actually don't. I don't see. I don't see a lot of movies, so no, I can't really help you. Unfortunately, uh, the only okay. horror movie I've really seen was The Strangers, and it freaks me out. And mm -hmm. I think about it all the time, um, and I don't like it. I don't like being scared. I don't understand why anyone likes being scared. If you want an adrenaline rush, do something healthier for your brain. Like I, I don't know. It just makes literal no sense to me. There you go. That's uh, that's my take. Um, Most scary movies are bad, to be fair. Good take. Barrel, what, what type of movies do you like? I feel like... Scary movies that are good. <laughs> or comedies. I, But a lot of comedies are like very cheesy and not funny. So when I am feeling like... In like that kind of mood, I'll just go to like YouTube or watch like a TV show because a lot of times TV shows or YouTube videos are just funnier than movies for some reason. Like a lot of comedy movies aren't funny in my opinion. Yeah, comedy movies recently have definitely. Maybe it's just that I'm older. Um, yeah, I was saying the same thing. I was like, maybe I'm just more mature now. Maybe and those things aren't. But funny, here's the thing: but... Dodgeball is just objectively funny, right? Like we're all on the same page on Dodgeball, right, Barra? Uh, it's been uh, about 15 or 16 years since I've seen it, but it was pretty good back then, so I'll agree with it. It's, dude, it is staying up there, for sure. Dodgeball, absolutely one of my favorite mo favorite comedy movies. It is so good. Um, all right, that's going to do it for, for this week's episode. We went a little long, uh, as per usual. I'm going to blame oh. Mike, because oh, he can't defend himself. <laughs> um, 
But that's the way it's got to be. Make sure you're giving us a rating uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and checking out all the great Prediction Network shows. And, of course, uh, helping out by supporting us with our sponsors. Uh, again, this week's episode is sponsored by Manscaped, where you can go to manscaped.com back and get 20% off plus free shipping. Or uh, Mint Mobile, and you can go to mintmobile.com backliners to get $15 a month uh, premium wireless service delivered straight to your door for free. Uh, we'll be back next week on Monday again to reiterate. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about patch notes and the SPL week uh without me so that should be fun uh thanks everyone for listening and watching and we'll see you next week barry it's your turn bye